You are listening to the Freak Me Harder Erotic Sex Talk podcast. This is episode 7. I am your host, Priscilla Serena, giving you exactly what you need for exactly what you want. Hello, my beautiful babes. Today's topic is serial killers' obsessions with necrophilia. Necrophilia is a sexual practice and or attraction that involves a sexual act with a corpse. It is classified as paraphilia, which is a condition characterized by abnormal sexual desires typically involving extreme or dangerous activities. In the mind of a serial killer, what attracts the mind of Jeffrey Dahmer, Earl Nelson, Henry Lee Lucas, Jerry Brudos, Ted Bundy, Thorness Christensen, Gary Wickway, and Andre Rigo? What attracted these ominous yet heinous acts that would drive one to have sexual encounters with the deceased? Further manipulating their senses with the ability to sexually control people with their hidden agendas. On today's show, we're going to dive right into this and go behind the minds of a serial killer and why they found satisfaction in the practice of necrophilia. Stay tuned. Jeffrey Dahmer Jeffrey Dahmer explained in detail why he killed multiple men and had sex with their mutilated corpse. Dahmer stated in an interview the only motive that there ever was to completely control a person, a person I found physically attractive and keep them with me as long as possible, even if it meant just keeping a part of them. Earl Nelson Earl Nelson was known as the Gorilla Killer, or the Gorilla Man. He would pretend like he was going to rent an apartment, then after gaining the trust of the landlord, he would strangle his victim to death, have sex with their corpse, and sometimes hide the body under the bed. Henry Lee Lucas Henry Lee Lucas admitted, I get sex any way I can get it. If I have to force somebody, I do it. If I don't, I don't. I've raped them, I've done that. I've killed animals to have sex with them. And I've had sex while they're alive. It's about the same thing as far as having sex. Gary Rickway. Gary Rickway would kill his victims, go to work, and come home to have sex with their corpse for two days straight before his victims started to decompose or until the flies started to come. Thor Ness Christensen Now this guy would pick up his hitchhikers in the 1970s in California, and he would offer them a ride, shoot them in the head, and sexually assault their corpse. Ted Bundy Ted Bundy was found guilty of killing 
women dumping their bodies and returning to the corpse at a later date to redress them and to have sex with their corpse. Dennis Nielsen. From 1978 to 1983, he trapped and murdered men, then bathed and redressed their bodies to keep around until his final dissection. He would store uh, their body parts around his apartment in London before dissections, and he would kiss, talk to, and sleep with the dead men, treating them like boyfriends. He further admitted that he never actually had sex with their corpse. He only masturbated. Jerry Brudos. Jerry Brudos had a thing for women, shoes, and feet. Brutus would kill his victims, dress them, dress up in female clothing, strangle them, masturbate to their, their corpse, and dump their bodies in the river. Andre Rigo. Now, Andre Rigo would sneak in his victim's house wearing socks on his hands, beat them to death with a rod, have penetrating sex with their corpse, smoke a cigarette, and leave. Now, these serial killers definitely have had a traumatic childhood, in particular with women, because they feel that the anger and the aggression uh, along with the sexual activities is driven from an an encounter that they cannot control in other words you know what i'm saying you guys if they dealt with any type of sexual abuse with a woman i'm pretty sure that that issue had caused them to hate the woman or man and or uh you know, um, do things that they felt that gave them the control to stop what um, occurred when they did not have the strength to stop it. And um, trust me, you know, like, I'm not giving consent, like, for what these people did. Of course, they did these heinous acts that, you know, uh, put a lot of families in uh, misery. And of course, you know, rest in peace to the victims. But in order for a person to kill a person, just to kill a person, you have to have you have to be free of a conscience. You you really don't have a conscience. There's no fear in your heart. You know, a lot of us think, you know, for example, like, you know, if I do that, if I commit that crime, I'll go to jail and I'll lose my children. I will have to suffer the consequences and I'll hurt a lot of people. These people don't have any fear. And that is scary. That is super, like, super scary. And it's super dangerous, the fact that they didn't have that type of conscience. And the reason why I feel that they didn't have it is because they suffered some sort of secretive act that caused them to be the way that they are and the way they uh they counteracted with the females that they uh made their victims um for example jeffrey Dahmer, i um i read that he uh m- mutilated a lot of animals as well as a kid 
Um, some mothers, you know, they ignore a lot of signs, you know, a lot of signs with, uh, kids having issues as far as, um, being troubled. And sometimes, um, like as parents, they, they feel that they could trust family and they leave their children with these people that have these sick fucking minds that, you know, uh, makes them want to harm, uh, people that can't speak up for themselves or that can't defend themselves. So I do feel that in the light of these uh, heinous crimes and these acts that were committed through the serial killers, which caused uh, an act and practice of necrophilia, I do feel that there was something done more sinister to them to cause them to portray or commit a sinister act to another okay so that is all with this show and i love you guys so much this is you know this is what it is this is what i love to do and i have to tell you guys if you like what you hear so far, make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. And thank you so much so much again for the epic support. My podcast has grown tremendously. And I fucking love all of you motherfuckers, honestly. I love you so fucking much. You know, I love the the commentary I give you and I argue I I work arduously to give you incredible commentary of my research. And of course, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend to listen to Freak Me Harder Erotic Sex Talk. You know what turns me on and you know what I like. And if you don't know what I like, it's always just the way I like it. And I'm out.